here we are at episode number 72 of The Space In Between. I'm Phoebe. And we will have in a moment, not just one guest, but three. We have Samantha, Erica, and Jen, who all have been on here before on on the podcast. And I thought that it would be really special to share their experiences of what we're all experiencing here in this, this time that we're in, in the lockdown and practicing self and social protection. So they'll be on um, as just kind of sharing how their world has shifted and what they're looking at here today. Uh, But before we get there, yes, a couple things that are happening in Nomadland. Still, we move on. We still have our Nomadland. I am offering as part of our six-week series, but you don't have to participate in the six-week series. You can jump on in. Uh, Mondays, Mondays at 3 p.m. and 6 p.m. This is our time where we set the intention for the week. I lead a meditation and we do just a nice community check-in. We check in and see how we're all doing, how we can support one another. It's been really lovely just to, you know, people from all around the world coming here into our group and sharing their experiences and it's been really lovely to see the different and similar perspectives. And, and um, so that's on, again, Mondays, 3 and 6 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. And let's see, Tuesdays and Thursdays, I'm leading a movement practice at 10 a.m. Eastern Standard. And this is uh, based on my Movement 109 floor work. Yes, yeah, some days we just do that. We just do the floor work. Some days it leads us into asana. Some days it leads us into dancing. Some days it leads us into meditation and restorative. I really use it as, a, again, another opportunity for us to check in and as a group and see what we all need. Uh, it's been really such a joy to be able to offer uh, to offer my teaching in new ways and to hold space for others in, in new ways. So uh, it's been such a joy to just, again, and also just simply connect. So I hope you can come over and join us. Yeah, you can find out more over at Nomad's website, Nomad Always at Home. And when you go there, you might see that Nomad has a new logo, a little tiny bit of a facelift. I thought, you know, I just I just turned 43 this week, my birthday, uh, this weekend. And I thought, well, I'm, I don't need a facelift. <laughs> but, you know, maybe, maybe our little Nomad needs a little freshen up. You know, it's just celebrated Easter, this, you know, time of rebirth and spring is again a time of rebirth. We're all going inward to create this new life that will be bubbling up for ourselves um, whenever the, the lockdown is lifted. So I thought, yeah, let's give Nomad a little facelift too. So you can go see that and what's happening over at our website. And before we go over to the uh, the interview with the ladies, I wanted to also um, highlight, you know, this uh, this podcast is also while we're doing the six week series of Movement 109's Who Are You Becoming? That's intertwined with the classes that I mentioned before. You don't have to participate in all six weeks. You can jump in whenever you can. But I like to kind of bring the theme in to these podcasts here. So uh, the, the, each week I set an intention and it's based on a few things that are happening in our world, but also a card. I usually pull a card for the week to set our intention. And this week I pulled the judge. Yeah. The critic, the diplomat, the advocate. 
And I'll read just a little bit because I think it's going to really speak to you when you hear these uh, ladies speak in a little bit and sharing their stories. So the judge has an incredibly important job. They work every waking hour of every day, helping us discern what is safe, true, and just. When this archetype remains unconscious or is captivated by fear, wise discernment turns into painful judgment of self and other. Ironically, the judge's energy can be the seed of racism, bigotry, and fear-mongering. This is the judge out of balance, building walls, separating from other. When this same discerning force is made conscious and heals, however, the judge may be found advocating for civil rights causes, standing up for the underdog, providing resources for those in need, and forgiving again and again. Love is the deciding factor. Awakening this archetype is essential for the complex times we are in. Get your judge in order. The world needs it. And it's really interesting because I pulled this card uh, on Sunday, yesterday, and I interviewed the ladies on Saturday, the day before. But I think you might hear a lot of them using this idea of the judge. We didn't say the word judge, but we were looking at you know how we were discerning this life, like this new life, what is necessary, what is unnecessary, what keeps us safe, what what are those things that bring us joy, kind of letting go of the things that are not. So yes, the judge is presence in our talk here today. So let's go over and hear what they have to say. All right, here we are. So we are all in the lockdown in New York, in various parts of the Hudson Valley. And today I have um, some amazing people who've been on here before. We have Samantha and Erica and Jen. And we're just gonna talk a little bit about what this experience has been like for, for each of us. And the reason why I reached out to the three of you specifically was because I am friends with you. You, We also have professional um, relationships too, but I more so in the friend realm today and, and really talking about what we're each experiencing. And the three of you are, you know, mothers and play so many other roles too, but in, in terms of your household and how that shifted. So just kind of wanted to um, bring us all together and share, share our experiences today and see where it goes. So yeah, do you want to just maybe each of you kind of say who you are and what your living situation is right now? Um, so people have like kind of an idea of what's, what's happening in your world. Yeah, Erica. Hi, I'm Erica, and I am at home with my husband and my nine-year-old son. And our house is small, um, so it's a little. It's been challenging to exist in those spaces. That's who I am and where I am existing right now. Yeah. And you, like, can you paint a little bit of a picture of, like, what your life looked like previous to, what is it, three or four weeks ago? It was great. (laughs) (laughs) I have always been a person that has required 
um, alone time and quiet. And I was able to get that because my son went to school every day and my husband went to work three days a week. The other two days he was working from home. So I, on most days, had a decent amount of time to myself to take care of the things I needed to take care of at my own pace in my own way. And that isn't the case anymore. And I've had a really hard time adjusting to that. Yeah. Uh, Because now you have not only your own responsibilities that you were doing before and kind of shifting them online to a certain extent, but then also you have this other whole layer of, like you said, less alone time and doing the homeschooling, I'm guessing, in some aspect, right? Yes. It's, yeah, it's homeschooling, cooking, and cleaning. Yeah. That's my new existence. (laughs) Okay. Yeah. We'll dive deeper into that in a minute. So yeah, what about you, Sam? What what's what's changed? What what looks the same? Where are you? Um, so I'm home, obviously, <laughs> with my husband and my two children. They are six and eight. And yes, <laughs> it has been pretty challenging. I'm lucky that I do have a little bit of space downstairs to um, work virtually. I'm still working um, a, a pretty good amount, not not a full schedule, but working um, for what feels like a lot of the day um, during the week. And my husband has been responsible for a lot of the homeschooling, which is um, a blessing, and I also have a hard time with that. Ooh, why? Oh, we were going to get into that already. <laughs> oh, sorry, I don't know. <laughs> um, it's a it's a very deeply deep seated pattern of mine where I feel guilty and like unworthy of help or um, support or uh, should be the one that's going to work but it's just he he's not his job is such that he's not able to work virtually Um, I am so I am doing that (laughs) and so that somehow doesn't feel like enough Um, and so I've been navigating that that challenge one of many. (laughs) Yeah. So that's interesting because you actually have more support uh, within your home, but you kind of feel like you need to control it to a certain extent and like still play a role in it. Yeah. It's like, I don't know what to do with it. I don't know. um, I mean, I'm very grateful for it and I try to express my gratitude, but then I also do want to recognize still that I'm having a hard time with it. Um, without seeming ungrateful. And so then I also feel guilty for the way I feel guilty. Like, you know, I feel guilty for feeling any other way except, oh my God, I'm so grateful to have this support system at home that I can work and my husband can be with the kids. Um, So that's like a whole sticky, whatever, ugh, thing happening. Ooh, we went there very 
soon out of the gate. Oh, you know what <laughs> happens in Nomad Land? We go right there. It does. Nomad <laughs> Land sucks it all out of you. Oh, we do it. We go right there. No wasting time. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah, but I still am, you know, then quote unquote done with work. Uh, I'm trying to be done. I'm trying to set boundaries with that also, which has been a challenge with working from home is that trying to um, be done when I'm done and then be present um, at home. So I still have like lovely afternoons. We are outside for out for hours. It's been um, relatively nice weather. I would say the days that there, it's not nice weather. It feels like the day will never freaking end. And those are the days where it feels like three days in one. Um, But when it's lovely out, like today, I just had, my mood is so different. Um, It was just such a beautiful day. And so that helps. And um, it does feel like I am able to spend quality time with my family. So that I, I've been loving that. Yeah. Really loving that. Nice. (laughs) Okay. And how about you, Jen? <laughs> I am Jen Eyring. Um, I live in New Windsor with my husband, who's military, my brother, who's an adult, and my three kids, two cats, a handful of lizards. Like, it's a zoo here. <laughs> <laughs> fact, everyone right now is on the other side of the house. I asked them to please be there so I can have a quiet place. So we're kind of all on top of each other over here. I totally feel Erica like that that feeling of like just having free time I was joking with Phoebe the other day that I can't go to the bathroom by myself like <laughs> I wasn't sure if we we're gonna mention that oh sorry well I know it's all on you <laughs> I wasn't gonna bring it up <laughs> but um yeah so I kind of I guess like I have very similar experiences with Samantha and with Erica but I actually so I it's interesting because I did homeschool my kids so I had homeschooled my kids we as military were stationed in Korea and so I for two years while we were there I homeschooled my kids and I loved it like I actually really enjoyed and loved that so I was used I I guess like I have been used to being the person in the house that cleans and cooks and homeschools the kids but it's funny because I think once coming back to the states and trying to like rework myself um, giving myself more time, I tried to almost lean away from that. And so this has made me like have to full on lean back in. And I'm really grateful that I know how to do these skills, but it does, it has that sticky feeling of like, Oh, I've worked so hard on like not doing this for a while now. Like creating your own independence. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. So it's definitely taken a a whole internal turn and twist. Yeah. We're, we're thriving in most ways. You're thriving? In most ways, yeah. Like we're, I, I want to say thriving. That's kind of my new word. It's like, that's mm. how we're basing our days. Like, are we thriving today? Like, are we fed? Are we healthy? That's our thrive. Okay, nice. And what, I love that, Jen. Yeah. Yeah, so it's not just survival mode. Yeah, and, it, and also I... Thriving doesn't have to necessarily equate happy either. Mm-hmm. Like some days we're not happy, right? But we still, I don't know. I'm still working on that term for myself, but. I like yeah. it. Well, what does it mean to you? What does thriving mean to you then? Um, so I'd say that it's, we're choosing the place that we're at, if that makes sense. So like we're not surviving. We're not stuck in a place. Like I don't want to 
use the term stuck at all, especially right now. Yeah. Um, but we're choosing where we're at. We're making those choices. Even if we're unhappy, my kids and I are talking about that. Like, it's okay to feel that way um, and to kind of just own it. I feel like that's what a thrive means to me, I guess. Okay. I like it. What, how does it feel? Does it feel different having like an extra human being in the house too, being your brother? (laughs) Yes. Yes, it does. Um, My brother, so my brother is on the autism spectrum. He's high functioning, um, but it's been different. He's been here now six months. um, So we're still trying to kind of get used to that with the kids. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, so it's really interesting because we have one, two, and then three kids plus like animals and brothers. <laughs> the zoo. If people could get near us, like we could like charge admission. I feel like <laughs> to come to. <laughs> yeah, I like it. Yeah, well, and when we were kind of, I mean, well, I'll just leave space open. Do you? Do you, does any of you have like anything to say to each other? to add to this kind of your experience after hearing each other speak a little bit? Well, when Jen was talking about leaning in or leaning back into that role, um, I, it just, it made me think that if I, if I was just doing that role, then I think I would be okay, but I feel so much, I feel pulled because I feel like I should be working more because I have all mm. this downtime, mm. air quotes, that, you know, right before this happened, I just got this new software for my business and I was learning how to use it and um, another type of software. And I was working on newsletters and email lists and updating my website. And I haven't done anything in the past four weeks because all of these other things have come in that are a little bit more important or take more of my time. So I get really frustrated doing the schooling and the cooking and the cleaning because I want to be doing work stuff again. And I have not been able to figure out how to do that. And that's hard for me. But it's also interesting because I think I've talked to the three of you either together or separately prior to all of this happening, I was working really hard and I was super busy with work and I wasn't as present at home mm. and I felt uncomfortable <laughs> in that. And so now I'm on the other side of it and still uncomfortable. And I don't know what's going to happen next. <laughs> you got to get in the space in between. <laughs> I know. I don't know how to get into that space. Yeah. And I I do, I am aware that at some point, I don't think we're ever going to go back to where we were before. We will have a new normal. But I don't want to lose, not you, I misuse, I, I don't want, I want to be aware of the time that I've been given right now Mm -hmm. to do whatever it is that I'm able to do, whether it's spending more time with my family or focusing on things with my work that I hadn't been able to because I um, was focusing so much on seeing people in person. So um, I'm just aware that at some point things will change again 
And I don't want to look back on this time with any um, thoughts or feelings of I should have done this or I wish I had been more present or I wish I could have figured it out sooner. Those things will probably happen. um, But it's just I'm just aware of that right now. It's also it's kind of been a theme for me. I, I was I was put on bed rest when I was four months pregnant. Okay. and was in bed for a long time. And I had that same feeling like I should be doing this with this time. I should be doing this with this time, but I couldn't do anything. I was just um, not in the right headspace. And so now looking back, I think, oh, well, those five months went by and I didn't do anything. And so I'm just aware that I don't want that to happen again. Okay. I'm curious to know about that period. So you're looking back at it with regret. Is that what you're saying? With some sort yes, of... I do. Yeah. Okay. Because you didn't do anything, as you said. Okay. Right. Okay, got it. I just wanted to be clear with that. Can I ask Can I ask what you feel... I don't want to use the word productive, but what would have been a good use of that time where physically maybe couldn't use your body the way you know, you were used to using it, like going to physically to work, but what would you have done with that time? Reading and writing. Okay. So yeah, not that, not the typical like doing right. that we personal exploration. And mm, mm, okay. I was by myself. Yeah. So yeah, I, I hear you. I feel that. Yeah. Yeah. And so what, so, cause I'm, yeah. So what did you do instead during that time? I play plants versus zombie on my phone until my, my eyes water every day. <laughs> <laughs> I, I did read <laughs> I love that you're so honest. Well, I have to be. Yeah. That's what happened. I just did not have the space to do anything else. I mean, it was just, it's similar to me because there was so much fear about me moving the, my body and whether or not I would lose the baby. And everything was taken away. My work had been exploding and all of a sudden I couldn't go back to work and I had to give my practice over to another practitioner. It's like I lost so many things in like a matter of hours and I'm having those same types of feelings now. Um, And so because that is similar for me, I don't want to have the same experience in this in-between time. Mm. Yeah. It's just been coming. It's, it's, just been coming up for me. Yeah, that that is really interesting. I was saying, I can't remember who I said this to, maybe one of you or all of you, but um, or maybe none of you, I don't know. But I said it to somebody at some point, how it's interesting that we're all going through collectively what we're experiencing is we're in this, you know, lockdown and and, you know, changing our lives pretty dramatically, very quickly. But how we are all really dealing with are like past triggers or past traumas. So yours is like, here it is again, this thing that everything's being taken away from you and kind of watching that, you know, like trying to reach for it and wishing that you were doing something differently and trying to find that space in between. And, and for me, like I've been really looking at abandonment issues. And mm-hmm. so it's really interesting how like these little individual um, things are popping up for us as well as the collective that we're all experiencing together. Um, 
do you yeah and like Samantha you were talking about how your like the control thing is coming up for you with you know the homeschooling of your kids and yeah that's really quite interesting um do you want to speak more to that uh yeah I think less like less about control I mean I'm sure that there's control issues there (laughs) but what's louder to me is the guilt yeah um so that's been like a a thing definitely um in other parts of my parts of my life um that I felt like it was my responsibility to be everything to everybody yeah. everything to everybody yeah and and I and I kind of learned to sacrifice my own like my deep needs like obviously my my needs to survive are being met you know but yeah. I would sacrifice my deeper needs um to play all of these roles and meet the needs of everybody else. Yeah. Um, and so that uh, actually, I'm glad that you, you know, kind of facilitated this conversation because now I'm kind of reflecting on, um, the question, how good am I at being with myself or can I, can I be alone with myself? Yeah. Um, like I know, you know, Erica, you've said this before and Phoebe, I know that you have this like practice of being alone and our dear friend Karina, she also has this practice of, you know, having her alone time. And for so long, I haven't had that. I mean, I have, I have practices and I have ways of reflecting, but it's a lot of, still a lot of doing and not a whole lot of being with myself. Yeah. So that's been kind of an interesting question well actually I want to go to there but I I also want to just kind of um like shift what I was saying so when I said like control I didn't mean like control over other people it was just more no I know this control (laughs) this control and um like this control of like feeling like you're like you said everything to everybody like Mm. I have to do these things to play these roles uh, but yeah, yeah, it's interesting because I think the last time you and I really sat down and chatted was in December and we were both talking about our loneliness. Like I was having loneliness because mm. I'm alone by myself a lot of time and you were having, what did you call it? Reverse loneliness? Yeah. Reverse loneliness where yeah. like all I wanted was to just get a minute alone. Yeah. And now it's and, like, and there... here it is. <laughs> to a certain extent. Here it is. Here it is. And I do, I, there are opportunities every day for me to be alone yeah. and have good quality time with myself. And I'm realizing that those opportunities were actually there the whole time. I just wasn't taking them. Yeah. And I'm not, I'm not great at capitalizing on those moments. I haven't been mindful with those moments. I haven't been um, purposeful. And when I say purposeful, I don't mean like accomplishing a task or getting something you know, done, but really sitting with myself in some solitude and quiet and reflection and like, just, just mm, feel my, feel what's going on in here. Yeah. Okay. So, yeah. I have some interesting lighting situation happening. You do. You do. You're a silhouette right now. I see your beautiful, you have a halo. Um, Just to add on to the to the loneliness thing too, yeah. I, um, or the reverse loneliness. I, I've tried to explain this concept to my husband before, and even even a little bit my kids. Like I notice when I'm feeling sad or feeling like a wave of emotion, just yeah. because it, it, there 
doesn't have to be any particular reason or something happening at that moment. Just if I'm experiencing a shift, a, a, a surge of like emotion and, and everyone else is sort of just carrying on with the day and with their lives, which I completely expect. Like, I don't want anyone to like stop what they're doing because I'm having a hard time, but that, that feels really lonely to me. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And I think mostly it's like maybe me not expressing myself or asking for what I need or, yeah. or well, it um, goes with that. Like you being everything to everybody because now you're caught in this moment where you can't be and you feel so lonely because you're not fulfilling what you think you're supposed to be in with these other people, but then also you can't even be what you can be for you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What you need in that totally. moment. Yeah. Let alone ask them for it. Interesting. Interesting that this is coming up for you. Mm-hmm. This time and space. Mm-hmm. Jen, where do, are you feeling like there's, um, in this experiencing we're all sharing, is there like your own little past stuff resurfacing here? Uh, so, um, like leaning back into that role of being everything to everyone, right? Yeah. Like, um, I, and I get the, I get the reverse loneliness, Sam, like that really spoke to me is where you can be surrounded by everybody, but you just have this completely different experience. And it's hard because vocalizing it, especially if it's to a husband, I'll be honest, at least to my husband, like a lot goes like over his head and that's okay. Cause I know that things he tells me it's like reversed, you know, like I don't understand some things he says too, but I get it. Like, and it can be so lonely. Um, and then that guilt settles in, at least for me, like, why am I so lonely? Like I have all these people, (laughs) but I get it. Um, but leaning into that being, being the thing for everyone, uh, what I've found, and I remember doing this similarly when I was homeschooling my kids is I, I had kind of this mentality of like, I'm just going to do it all then. Like if no one else is here to help me, like, I'm just going to pull up my big girl pants and just do it. Um, And so for me right now, it's kind of interesting. Um, The school districts here are are being, they're very, they're trying to be as organized as they can. And so with that comes this mentality of like, we need to keep the normal that we were having, but let's do this all in line. And it's putting a lot of pressure on my kids. Um, They just feel like, at least right now, there's this overwhelm because it's new. And as a parent, I'm like, I've done this before. Like, why don't I just sign my little like homeschool affidavit and tell them that I'm just going to like homeschool them by myself. Like I have this mentality coming back to me again of like, just do it yourself then Jen, like we don't need this community. We can do this ourselves. And the more messages that I get when I sit with that in myself, like I really, you know, am I really doing that first of all for my kids or is it for myself? Right. Mm -hmm. Is this, you know, am I trying to take away the hard thing for my kids? Um, but then also this feeling of leaning away from community, like leaning away because I'm not trusting it right now. We're like leaning away because it's so unsure that I just don't, I don't know if I can handle it. If that makes any kind of sense. Yeah. It was a little bit, I mean, of course, different in Korea. We weren't going through a pandemic there, (laughs) but there's, when I look back, when I look back at it, I, I kind of really wish that I did lean into those communities back then. Mm. And so for now, instead of me 
right away doing that, like making that initiative, you know, I'm just going to teach my kids the way I want to teach them. Thank you very much. I'm sitting, I'm sitting with it. I'm trying to comply as best I can with the teachers, helping them with zoom if they need it, (laughs) things like that. Um, and it's, it's really hard to be honest. Like it's a really hard thing because I think sometimes I get a little cocky. Like I feel like, Oh, I could do this so much better, but really, I don't know if I could. Um, yeah, so it has been, it's been an interesting lesson that I'm having to sit with right now. Yeah, that's interesting. Cause that's almost flipped from what you and I were talking about the other day. Yeah. You were putting the big girl pants on. I'm like, I can do this. So now you're pulling back a little bit, contemplating it a bit more. Okay. Yeah, I know when we were talking, I was like all ready to sign those papers, right? Yeah. <laughs> like, I thought you were doing it on your drive home. <laughs> I know. That's what I felt like doing. And yeah, yeah I, I was reading a couple of, um, I can't even remember where I got it. I, I actually pulled out a handful of books to try to remember where it was from. Um, but they were talking about, it might have been the Alex... Alexander Shia, but the returning from Camino, mm. talking about as you go into something as a community, the way to come out of it is as a community. Oh, okay. It really sat with me of like, yeah. this makes sense. Like if I want to help or, I mean, I don't know, like be a part of this, you know, and maybe I really need to be a part of this in whatever form I can do. Yeah. And what we, you and I, we were t- talking about too is, you know, okay, the kids aren't really getting a lot of interaction with their their friends, but they're getting some more yeah. so than what they could, you know, could be, you know, right now. But uh, I'm saying that they, they would be if they you were homeschooling them because yeah. their friends would be in school and then you would just be there and they wouldn't really have that interaction at all. Yeah, so, and I think, yeah, when we were talking about that, I was kind of like reaffirm myself like yeah this is the right choice Jen like my kids don't see their friends anyways why do this yeah. like but they have some even if it's them being disorderly with the teacher and like <laughs> doing the emojis and all of that exactly. um, so yeah so for now that's the lesson I'm sitting with yeah but we'll see we'll see what it transforms into yeah I mean just hearing you say that it's a, I was just thinking of your kids too is like they need a little bit of that community, you know, having that experience with their friends. And um, even though they're not really learning anything maybe during this time, uh, but they're, they're, like you said, going into it with community and then coming out, they're having that opportunity to come out with community rather than being removed from it. Yeah. Do either of you want to speak to that, your experience with um, your kids in school? Does anything sit with you with that before I ask you other things? I mean, just in in terms of the, like the whole, you know, schooling thing. I mean, your kids are a little bit older, Jen. Well, one of them is. I mean, my kids are six and eight. And at this moment, I kind of feel, this is how I feel about myself as well. Like this time and what's happening in the world is like, like maybe an opportunity to examine different things and like the... Um, like it's an invitation to learn something different or learn in a new way. And so, I mean, while we're still like kind of complying as much as possible with the schoolwork that we get from, from school, I'm also not, I don't think we're weighing it as heavily as some, like, I don't know. I don't know if they would feel more pressure if like I took it as pressure, like, um, 
like Brian's, you know, like I said, that for the most part, he's the one home with them. But a couple of days a week, I am like present for, you know, when we're, when we're doing schoolwork and I'm just like, okay, like we'll get through what you get through. And then like, if it's a beautiful day, you can go outside, you can finish this later. <laughs> and, or like, you know, um, my daughter has been wanting to practice like writing. And so she, instead of doing like her writing on, on the screen, you know, like on the iPad, she'll go around and pick up any book that she wants and she'll um, start writing just what, what she'll open up to a page in a book and just start, start copying it. And it was so, um, it was so telling. It was so, it made perfect sense. It aligned so perfectly. She picked up um, a David White book that I had and it's about this big so it's super cute I almost like want to get it um it's super cute and it's it's his it's called essentials it's like the and the best of the best like compilation of his work and she started recording a poem she just opened to it and it's called everything is waiting for you mm. and it was like and it's the most beautiful poem in like the whole world like it's so so beautiful I had totally forgotten about it that that little book was floating around the house and she like found it little gem and she started copying that and I was like everything is waiting for you <laughs> like wow like this is such a time so not to not to you know diminish the importance of school but I also feel like this is a time for exploration of other things and lessons in new places and in new tasks like you know maybe they're gonna garden with us maybe they're gonna you know do more chores and it doesn't feel like chores maybe it feels cool maybe it feels you know um like a way that they can learn you know learn something new something different so I don't know just just a thought yeah I like I like that so we when we were homeschooling they have terms yeah. with homeschoolers where it's like school at home versus homeschool right and totally it's just like we do our school at home in the morning and then we get a homeschool later <laughs> like, like we get to go garden or do our other things but I love that sure. I love that yeah Jen I bet you're I bet you have uh, so much of that up your sleeves um you know, just like knowing the person that you are and seeing the, like the videos that you guys have made together and just your activities at home, what you share with, you know, via social media and just what I know about you personally. Like, I know that you have that in you to offer that and you can do that whether they're formally in school or not, you know, you can offer that to them and they're learning so much just by watching you. You're a beautiful example. Thank you. Yeah. I think, I think it's in every parent. Like, I think, like you're saying, like we get this chance to, to teach them, you know, maybe our skills or see the world mm. through our eyes. Right. Absolutely. So. Erica. <laughs> I have um, relied heavily on the schedule and the work that this class is his teachers are giving him and I need that because I I need him to have a schedule and I think that it's um, my husband's having a hard time with the change and if Vigo that's my son wasn't doing his like normal school work I think it would just be chaos in our house and so we start every day at nine and we do exactly what the teachers assign. And luckily for him, it takes like two to three hours and it's not 
too difficult. And then I, I'm listening to both of you talk and I didn't like purposely do these things, but like he baked, he wants to learn how to cook. So he's been baking things all on his own. So he baked banana bread one day. And then today um, he did a chocolate cake all by himself. Nice. Um, I'm coming and over. then we've been hiking at least 10 miles a week. And um, we spent a long time listening to John Prine music today and talking about him and his life. Um, and he still has his hip hop dance classes online and his jujitsu classes online. So they're zooming those. So his schedule is kind of um, normal for him and it's expected. And, and that helps me organize my day and my time. And that's just a personality thing with me that I, um, and I think I was saying this to you, Jen, yesterday, like I just, I, I, I don't need to be like rigid with my schedule, but I feel more comfortable knowing what might happen. <laughs> yeah. So, so that I've really stuck to that. And I've um, been talking to his teachers and I set up like play date FaceTime calls with his friends and, um, and he's been handling it really well. And maybe it's because I have some sense of normalcy and a schedule for him. But I will say yesterday was Friday and it was just, I, I had a really difficult day and I was so happy today that it was Saturday <laughs> and I shared that with him and we could, the weekends have usually felt like not a huge shift between the week and the weekend to us, but this weekend there's a huge difference in not having to do the schoolwork and get online and all the class calls and, um, yeah, I, when he was little, I always said I wanted to homeschool him, but I didn't want to be the homeschooler. I wanted him to go to some kind of nature school or, yeah. um, but I am happy with what he's doing now. And the, I'm not happy with the way the district is handling it, but that's a whole other topic. <laughs> but, um, I'm satisfied with what's going on as far as that goes. It's just, it is just another, it's another job for me to do. Really, he's not at the place where he can sit and do the work by himself. Because um, every question he has to answer, he, it's a question for me. So I can't, like the first week we were doing this, I thought that I could work while he was in school and that didn't work. And then the next week I thought that I could go to work while in the evenings when my husband was off work and then that didn't work. And so this past week I kind of piecemealed clients in like after Vigo was out of school, but before my husband got off work and that was just a little bit busy and chaotic. So, you know, I, I still don't know how, I don't know how, what I'm doing, I'm trying to figure it out still. <laughs> oh my God. We all are trying to figure that out. Just for the, for the nomad record, I do not know what I'm doing either. Yeah. Just, <laughs> yeah, I think we, none of us do. I mean, we, we haven't really been here before in a lot of ways. I mean, there's nope. similar things, but and that kind of moves us into this topic that we all wanted to look at was, you know, the phases or the, the rhythm, finding some sort of rhythm. And um, each of you were kind of speaking to that. So um yeah do you want to keep going with that Erica you were saying like you almost like needed the structure to feel okay in this uncertain time well I just yeah I, that does help me 
because in the very beginning, um, I had, I had like three to four day periods of specific emotions. Um, I'm calling them my like pandemic phases. So, um, and this started on March 14th for me and I was up in Lake Placid. We were on vacation when things started to, um, shift downstate a little bit. But I went through like deep fear and anxiety, like in my body, in my mind. Um, my back went out, which in Chinese medicine is a fear or can be a fear thing, um, which made me even more fearful. I just spent a, some really heavy time in fear and anxiety. And then that transitioned into numbness and disassociation. And I, I just... I just couldn't deal with anything. I, I wasn't online, wasn't talking to people. I really just, just did the basic things I needed to do to exist in my day. Um, I came out of that phase and went into what I'm calling stress productivity, where I was posting a lot online and talking to people and figuring things out and contacting clients and just busy, 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 busy. And then I went into a period of, um, like disgust, rage, anger, disappointment. Um, and I spent several days there. And, and when I came out of that, then I, um, it was like, I landed. I was like, okay, here I am. Like I am back, um, like deep inside of myself. Like I am back. I know who I am. Um, I felt grounded and rooted and like, okay, let's do this. But it took a while for me to get there. I was explaining it to someone the other day that I had to like really go internal before I could come back out to be of service to the collective. Um, so now I'm out of that and I feel ready to do things as far as work and um moving forward, but I just can't figure out how to do that because of everything that's happening at home. Yeah. So that's where I am now. Those are my phases. Yeah, I could, I can definitely, when you were saying that I could, I could feel my way through this past month too, in those phases, maybe not the same amount of like chunks of time, but feeling that too. How about you, uh, Jen? So I, I know that it, the time frame wise is like Bali <laughs> coming yeah. back from Bali. I'm so awful with dates and that's okay. Like, I don't even remember what I ate yesterday. So <laughs> <laughs> I'll be honest, it's but, okay. um, but what I was saying about phases is for me, it used to be, I kind of measured things by days, like where I'd be like, okay, like, Maybe today wasn't one of those thriving feeling type of days, right? But now it's kind of more benchmarked on like hours maybe or like moments. Like I keep just saying moment. It's from moment to moment right now in our house. And like those waves of phases or emotions, like they just kind of crop up. Yeah. And with other people, of course, in the home, like we also have to, like I have to be aware and kind of hold space for everybody else's emotions and waves and so it's just as interesting it's been interesting to see like what 
person's wave like affects the other person's wave or you know (laughs) okay these two kids need to go outside while this one stays inside with mom for a little bit um or even just within myself like really having to kind of navigate like it's been a whole different I always use, like, always, I use the term lately, like, I, it's a whole different animal. Like, I don't quite understand or know how to take care of my, like, myself in this new way, necessarily. I mean, I I have tools, I have self-care tools, and I've been taught well by some great teachers that are here. (laughs) Um, But it's different. It's, it's funny how it's just, I don't know, I don't know how else to explain that, I guess, but my phases come from moment to moment, rather than, like, big chunks of time. Yeah. Do they see, seem similar to the cycle that Erica was describing? Yeah. Yeah. Like kind of um, it may through. not be like quite like as linear. Like I think yeah. that honestly, I feel like it's like a big ball of yarn. Like you just squash it all together and roll it up and like, let's find out which piece of yarn I'm on today. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. And it will come completely randomly. Like sometimes yeah. I'll be completely like up and high and we're dancing and having fun in the kitchen. And then I don't, you know, I don't really have necessarily triggers or whatever it is that, that I can find or pinpoint that sets it off. But an, another wave of emotion will come where I know, guess what? I need to go lay out on the trampoline and just look at the sky for a little bit. Like that's my, that's my quiet and safe spot right now. Like it's mom's turn to be on the trampoline. I have to be here for a moment (laughs) and it works. And my kids like respect that for some reason, that's something that they can like like, understand and respect and we use it. So like the trampoline too. We gotcha. Yeah. Oh, that's cute. Well, I'm also wondering just hearing, and we'll hear from Sam too, but I'm also wondering just hearing like Erica is, has a smaller household. She has like really created structure as best as she can, <clears throat> but you have a much bigger household, a lot more like moving parts in terms of animals and people and also schedules that are taking your husband still outside. So he's like removed from he's still going to work so he's actually removed from the household so he comes back in with like a whole nother energy when he comes back in so it's almost like yeah there is less predictability so these cycles are like what you said like the the ball of yarn and erica has like has created some sort of form and structure that she can kind of regulate this and observe it and uh yeah Yeah. that's what i'm feeling yeah, and that's what I, I think I've probably said to each of you at some point, like, I'm trying to find consistency. Yeah. Saying that word consistency, and I think that's kind of what it's encompassing, is that I'm trying, right? I mean, I don't have control over other people's waves and emotions. I don't have control over mine, honestly, no. right now. Um, yeah. So I guess it's just finding, like, that word boundary, like, finding where our boundaries are yeah. and, like, being respectful of that just as but I I think that structure like you're saying Erica like being able to have a schedule like at least if you just have a schedule right like something that everyone can rely on I wonder if that that's something that yeah that could help yeah interesting what about you Samantha how are you I'm gonna try I'm gonna try the trampoline thing Jen (laughs) I I wonder if that would actually be a thing that everybody could understand and respect. (laughs) I'm going to try it. (laughs) Um, 
Yeah, no, I, the, the definitely the the waves are are coming and the phases are coming. Um, I think <laughs> Mila's coming also. <laughs> Do you want to show them your princess poppy helmet? She has a she just got a princess poppy bike helmet. Okay. And so when she rides, her hair blows in the wind. Oh, nice. oh it's adorable. I love it. <laughs> okay, and now you have to go. I love you. I love you. Mommy, I want to give you a hug. We're, we're taping this, honey. We're taping this, so I have to go. You have to go. Go. I love you. And this kind of stuff I have to have patience with. <laughs> she okay. loves you. She does love me. <laughs> she loves me more when I'm on the phone <laughs> or on a screen. <laughs> um, no, she she does. They've been they've been awesome for the most part. They've been awesome. Um, what was I saying? Yeah, the waves, the the um, the fluctuations are definitely happening. I was saying before we started recording that you know I feel like there's three days in one day sometimes like we just it feels like this morning was yesterday and I am totally baffled and mind blown by the spectrum of emotion that I can feel moment to moment like I can go from feeling totally sad and depleted and just in despair about like the health and safety of like the community and the world and like the economy and the earth and just, I mean, I'm complete, I can be completely, you know, fretting, completely fretting. And then in the next moment I can just be overwhelmed with gratitude and um, awe of like people of people coming together and community and helping each other and being there for each other. And I'm like, wow, we're doing such an amazing job. Like people are just doing a good job at showing up. Like overall, I really do feel that. Um, and then there's everything in between as well. There's just everything in between. And um, I, I have kind of said to to my husband and to like a couple of friends, I feel like this is like the, the ADD pandemic also. Like I am, <laughs> I have, I, I know I'm like eight, I have ADD, ADHD, but this is like really highlighting it because I can want to be here and there and, and I'm so stimulated like, I guess because I'm not that stimulated, like I'm not going out, I'm not doing all my things and I'm not going all the places. So, I mean, especially screens, I've been talking to screens <laughs> so much. Um, yeah. And so everything feels like it's trying to grab at my attention. Mm. Um, you know, like, I'm like, you know, oh, wow, this meditation like is online. I want to do that. And then like, oh, like, Oh, but the kids like have something on zoom. Like I want to do that. We got to do that. And then I want to really want to cook this recipe and Oh my God, Tiger King. And like, <laughs> like there's just so much going on. Right. Why Tiger King? I don't even, I watched it. I was like, why? I don't, I don't, I don't know. know. I haven't, I haven't gotten into it. <laughs> yeah. I've been watching things, watching things. Like I'm like watching Netflix yeah. things. Yeah. Um, so, and then all the shows, like, I want to read them all. I want to read all the books, watch all the shows, like do all the zoom calls, do all the yoga classes, do all the meditation things <laughs> online. And like, I want to do it all. Yeah. But it's like, so I just feel that way also. Yeah. Like I'm pulled. But then I also just want to be, Yeah. <laughs> not do anything. Well, it kind of comes to take a nap. Yeah. It kind of comes back to Erica when she was in the bed rest situation. Like we're all experiencing that to a certain point. It's like, I want to take advantage of this downtime and, 
And when you were just speaking, Sam, I was thinking, I don't know if I shared with you all, but there's this meme that was going around. I think it was in Europe because it's a, I can't remember what language it is, but he, they, he's like on the phone with somebody saying, uh, you know, yeah, this is the great time to really go within and check in with myself and really like, you know, and then he said, of course, of course, I'll be here for you whenever you need to call. And then all of a sudden he has his schedule out and he's like, oh, no, sorry, I'm doing Zumba. Oh, no, I'm going to be doing yoga on Zoom and I'm doing this. And like he is all of a sudden his schedule is completely packed full of all this stuff. And and he couldn't, you know, he was back to like filling it up. And it is it's interesting how we are looking at this time of like being just wanting to be like be with our family or be with ourselves but there is still all like this other stimulus, like you were saying, like that's trying to pull us in all these different directions, even here in this lockdown where yeah. we're still experiencing that, um, that like that, that getting pulled and being overstimulated. It's really yeah. I have to say though, I have been like, I've, I have felt connected to people. Yeah. Like I've with like all like the checking in, like, Hey, how are, you know, how are you handling this? Like I have felt, I've talked to more people on the phone. Like I think when this all first started and Erica was in Lake Placid, she called me and I answered the phone and she goes, Oh, she's like, thank you so much for answering. <laughs> like, cause people don't, it's like, we get a phone call. We're like, what, what is this? Oh, I know. Who is calling me? Something must be terribly wrong. Like, like, I don't know. I don't know if I should answer this. I know. I used to No, like person. I'm calling people. I'm answering yeah. my phone when people call me. I'm like, yes, I want to, I want to hear your voice. I want to actually connect. Yeah. So that has been a great thing. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I have to say, you all were at my birthday party where you basically organized it. And I have to say it was on Zoom and it might have been my best, my favorite birthday party ever. Um, because That was pretty special. Yeah, it was really special. I mean, because I think that we were all just so craving to be with each other, like to be with our community in such a way that like, if it was a party at a restaurant or at somebody's house, it would be like, oh, does this fit in? Because I'm, you know, having to do all these other things. But we've been in such this like, um, you know, state of not being with our people physically. Yeah, we're being calling. But it was like, we're all craving that to really be with each other. And yeah, it was really special. I, I want to have a birthday every week. Like, can we just... It doesn't have to be mine, but like, let's just make sure somebody we know in our community has a birthday, like every Friday. And <laughs> who's next? <laughs> yeah, and if not, we'll just make make up a birthday and honor them. If their birthday's like in December and that we or you know February, January, we missed it. Let's just keep let's celebrate it in May. <laughs> let's just do it. <laughs> Erica, when's your birthday? October thirty first. Yeah, Halloween. Oh wow, I did not know that. And Jen? Uh, January. So okay, so Jen's, we miss Jen's. We gotta. Yeah, we can do Jen's, then we can do Erica's, and we can celebrate yours early, Sam. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm August, so I better be able to see everybody in person by August. But... I know, I hope so. <laughs> yeah, it's, yeah, it's just, it's really been interesting to, um, yeah, just talk to you all individually and now to bring us all together. And then also just like my own, I've been looking at like listening to you all just now and listening to you all individually prior to this and just seeing how um, I've been going through those phases too. I had an Eric and I, we, we talked about that. 
a couple of days ago and I've been really turning the lights on to that. I was like, oh yeah, I've been feeling that too. I just didn't put words to it. Um, but I, it's interesting because I don't have any sort of real structure here being by myself. Uh, but I also don't have anybody else determining how I feel like Jen, like I don't have, Ooh. I don't have kids or animals coming in and kind of showing me how I'm supposed to feel right now. I, it's all me. <laughs> it's like, Oh, I am the only one responsible for this right now. <laughs> um, Phoebe, that's interesting that you, that's interesting that you put it that way. Yeah. Um, because something else that was like, kind of I was playing with and, and asking myself is what is actually mine? Mm. Like what, how much of what I'm feeling or what is moving through me is mine. Like I was really struggling with that. I think it was like last week, yeah. which was a year ago, actually. So five <laughs> years ago, last week, I, that's how I was feeling. I was like, you know, like, you know, we're all very sensitive people. Like we all work in this like heart centered, you know, we all have like a heart centered offering that we, you know, operate from. And so I feel like the sensitivity I pick up on so, so much, even if people aren't coming to me with it, even if they're just carrying it, like, so then I take on a piece of that. And I know that, you know, I've had help in the past of um, to, you know, get practices to filter some of that out and put it down and let it, you know, net, have me myself not hold on to it. But now I feel like it's been magnified and, um, it like almost exacerbated. Like I, I'm not quite sure how much of what I feel in any given moment is actually how I feel or whether I'm feeling it for someone else or for another community or for another country or for mother earth or for like any, anyone else, anything else, anyone else that I'm in contact with, which is, which is everybody. Yeah. Really. um, So it's interesting. Yeah. That is interesting. I mean, I, I think that I, that's a question I keep asking myself being by myself right now is like, how is, is this mine? You know? Mm. And because I am here by myself, but then I also receive like outer outside stimulus, right? A text or a phone call or news or something. And I have, really- but you're also, you're also offering these deep, like heart centered, you know, practices to people. I mean, you're, yeah. you're a teacher, a mentor, you yeah. people look up to you, people are, you know, you're, you're a leader in the community. And so yeah. of course you're going to be, um, you know, kind of getting, getting things from, and we yeah. all are right well, now, yeah. I mean, especially with like the heightened social media use and yeah. Zoom call, like all of it. It's all right here. It's all right here. Well, yeah. And that's kind of what I was, I was going to come to is basically like, it's all ours. It's not mm-hmm. like this is mine. It's all ours, ours. The, the mm-hmm. more that I sit with myself and I go, is this mine? I'm like, it is because it's all ours. It's ours. Uh, so how can I just cut myself off from what is outside, right? Because it's it's all ours. So that's been a really interesting experience, um, like kind of being by myself is realizing that, yeah, I, you can have, you know, boundaries and you can kind of set up ways of protecting yourself energetically, but it's still, it's all, it's all ours. We're all going through this. 
how can you not, you know? Right. And how can you be in it with people? Like be, yeah. be in it with people, hold space for people, hold space for all the full spectrum of yeah. human emotion and human reaction. Um, but still it's like kind of stay rooted in what you know to be true and what you know to be grounding for you, you know, for you individually and you individually and you individually, you know, like yeah. everybody needs different things. And so, yeah. yeah, I've been playing, playing with that. Yeah. I mean, just here we're four human beings and we all have very different experiences in this, um, the state that we're all sharing together. So yeah, it's quite interesting. Quite interesting. Uh, do you all have anything else you want to touch on or say before we move towards wrapping it up? We don't have to wrap it up if you have other things to dive into, but is there anything else that you want to share or bring up? Oh, we just, we nailed it all. We did this. On to Sam's little thing what's that i was gonna add on to sam what you were saying that collective we like holding space and then still being okay Mm. i love i love what you brought up phoebe like this is us this is we like this is our community right and that's another way i guess of moving with our community through this yeah and i what came to me when you were saying that is like well if you, what would you say to another person that comes to you with that, right? Like, hey, I'm really trying to like hold on to myself right now and I just can't, I feel like I can't contain, like be the container for the, these mm-hmm. people right now, Yeah. right? Maybe looking at it from that perspective if, of the we, like the other side of it. What yeah. would you say to yourself then right now, you know, in this moment? Because of course it's, it's going to change like we just talked about, right? Like maybe maybe we can't be that container today. Or maybe we can't. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it is all us, but we do have our bodies, our like lives, our our, our own container for whatever energy, but to know that it is beyond this container of ours and figuring out how to, yeah, maintain that container. Um, And so it does, it sounds like we're all finding different ways of doing it, you know, creating some sort of form and structure, whether it is in our schedule or whether it is and just setting up physical boundaries like hey when I'm in the bathroom (laughs) you will knock on the door (laughs) and leave me alone like you're creating boundaries and structure there by having I'm going to on the trampoline you will not come there right Eric it's like her schedule so yeah we're all figuring out how our container needs to be maintained and, and thrive as you said not just maintained and survive but actually thrive yeah, it's interesting. I mean, this we didn't nail it. I didn't mean that. I mean, we did because we all are opening up and expressing ourselves. But yeah, we didn't really solve any problems because we're still figuring it out. <laughs> and we'll continue to figure it out. And so I'm hoping that this, you know, everybody who's listening to this podcast when it when it's out there, that they something resonates with them and Maybe we'll give them a new perspective to look at their own containers, their own lives, and you know, also know that they're not alone because we're all experiencing this collectively, but there's all these other little individual stories that are happening. And um, you know, all of ours kind of maybe seem similar on the outside, but we're all having our own inner stories too. So, you know, everybody else is can, you know, connect in some way, even if it's just like a little glimpse of 
their lives, they can they can find something there. Yeah. Anything else? I like it. I think that um, you touched on this. That if people are listening to this and they they are um, taking from it that. It's like whatever you need to do to feel what safe, um, heard, comfortable. It's just kind of working through trying to figure that out. Yeah. Um, like I know that scheduling makes me feel safe. Yeah. And where somebody else that could just be too rigid for them it could be too confining, and so a little bit more freedom might be better for somebody else. Yeah. And that in these days where the emotions can change from hour to hour, just like the laws might change hour to hour or the mandates or the suggestions, um, knowing that we can explore being flexible and understand, you know, trying something and seeing how it fits yeah. And then realizing, oh, that jacket's too tight. I need a different size. Like just trying to try these different things and being forgiving and patient with ourselves and then extending that out to the people that are within the walls that we're in. Yeah. So when Jen was talking about holding space for the people in her house, that really tightened up to my heart because I don't want to hold space for my husband sometimes because mm. I'm holding a lot of space and just hold your own freaking space. <laughs> you know, so, <laughs> um, so thank you for saying that because I did, I'm going to notice how I can soften around that, but it is, it's just every day. What's going to happen. I don't yeah. know. Let's see. Totally. And for me, it's, I don't know what's going to happen, but we're going to like have like a little bit of a structure. Yeah. And that's how I feel safe. And that's mm-hmm. how, yeah. And Sam, how do you feel safe? It's a great question. Um, I think I feel safe when. I use and move my body. Um, my body's always been like kind of the main expressor or vehicle or tool. Um, so when I use my my greatest tool, I feel safe. And I feel safe when I can when I can say how I'm feeling. Um, and I can't always do that more that's my own doing. <laughs> I can always say how I'm feeling if I know that I can say how I'm feeling. <laughs> how do you feel safe, Jen? Um, that's a really good question. How do I feel safe? I, a lot of it is reassuring myself that there are no expectations. Um, and that's kind of been my my trampoline meditation, whatever you want to call it. <laughs> I lay there and I tell myself there's no expectation, like for myself, I say brain, 
There's no expectation right now. Stop thinking about those things. Tell my body, body, there's no expectation right now. That's kind of what my lean to, like that's what I've been really leaning into lately is reminding myself that, you know, whether it be my expectations or like preconceived, like thinking other people have expectations of me. I think a lot of the time that's where I get wrapped up in a lot of the Mm -hmm. chaos of what's going on right now. Um, So for me, that's, that's what it is. Phoebe. Uh, Mine's similar to Samantha's in terms of the body. Like as long as I can feel safe in my body, I generally feel good. You know, I I can uh, move it freely. Um, You know, I don't have, yeah, the body thing. And then also just being able to check in and uh, with my people. Um, specifically like my family more so. I mean, being in Bali, God, I almost stayed there. (laughs) I really almost stayed there. There were so many reasons why I could have stayed there and felt safe there. But the one reason why I didn't was because I couldn't get in a car and drive to be with my mom and my grandma if anything happened to them. And so being here, even though I'm, you know, not with them, I will be soon, but knowing that I can just get in a car and be with them or even to you all, because now I am close to you all, if you all needed me, like, yeah, having some sort of knowing that, um, and it's not even like me having control of like taking care of them. It's just knowing that I can be with them if need be. Um, That makes me feel safe because I'm not worried really about my own, like, I'm not really scared of death in that or, you know, so that whole stuff, that whole thing doesn't really, I'm not feeling unsafe about that. It's really just being like, when I go to my grandma, will she be like, if I'm carrying anything, like, will she be safe? Does it make sense? Yeah. Yeah. Thank you for asking that, Erica. That was a really good question. Good question. You're welcome. I've had to answer that for myself a lot lately. Mm. I've, I've felt very, I felt unsafe. Yeah. And so I've had to figure out why and then how can I feel different? Right. How can I support how I feel in a way that um, allows me to function? Yeah, it's an important question right now. Mm-hmm. But that practice, that, that, um, that simple, I mean, it sounds so simple, right? I know it's not simple, but identifying that you didn't feel safe, first of all, because a lot of people are acting in a frenzy right now and they don't know, they they can't even identify it's because I'm scared, because I'm so fearful, you know, um, because I don't feel safe either in health and, you know, finance and whatever whatever it might be. Um, So just to identify that, And then say, like, what actually makes me feel safe? Like, what actually might soothe this feeling? Um, Regardless of, you know, environmental circumstances, like, uh, regardless of that, but what internal thing or what thing that's within our control here and now can, you know, make us feel, make us feel safe? That's, like, such a poignant question. And I feel like that would shift so much if more people asked themselves that. Maybe we can like put that out, Phoebe, like 
have our listeners get back to you in some way or us in some way. We'll call this one like, what makes you feel safe? I don't know. Something along those Mm. lines. Sure. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I'm going to, I'm going to ask one more question. So there is, and I think that that is, it's huge. I think it does shift a lot within yourself of what looks at what makes me feel safe, because really that is all that we have control of is like, what, what makes you feel safe internally? Because the external factors will always be unpredictable. (laughs) Um, This is just highlighting that what we're going through. But I'm going to go back to Jen's word. But maybe add a different word, or you can choose which word because my word, my go to word is joy. So within this time and space, um, what brings you joy? How can you, or, or what, what is, um, what, what is that thing that will help you thrive in this time? Anyone? Jen? Thrive is reminding myself that I do have a choice right now, that I'm not stuck. I can still make choices regardless of what normalcy maybe looks like right now. That's for me. So reminding yourself that you have a choice. Yeah. Okay. What about you, Sam? What brings you joy in this time and space that allows you to thrive? I think uh, reminding myself that like each, each person, each, each being is working with their very own set of circumstances, external and internal. And there's a difference between um, kind of being inspired by or comparing and comparing. Um, and I know I've had a tendency in the past to maybe compare or maybe um, kind of measure up against. Like I should be doing it this way. I should be doing what that mom's doing. <laughs> I should be, you know, teaching this lesson or doing that thing with my business or my whatever it might be. And so if I can soften that, you know, and, um, you know, turn to inspiration, from, like from you, beautiful people in my community, um, without comparison, then I think it would, it would really help me um, thrive in what I am doing, and what I am choosing to do and finding joy in, in what I'm doing in like the everyday, everyday things. Yeah. Nice. How about you, Erica? I I have to get outside every day mm. in order to feel yeah. better. Um, the word joy has never really been part of my vocabulary <laughs> okay. or my um, spectrum of emotions. Um, and that's something I've been investigating. Um, so thank you for saying that. (laughs) I, um, not too long before all of this started, I 
released all of my practices that I had been doing, um, my very early morning sadhanas and meditations. And um, the teacher that I was working with and so so just before all of this happened this chaos broke out I was in a space of just being with myself and I started asking myself this question of what do I know to be true and I just had to keep breaking it down and breaking it down and so that's what I've been sitting with and so that is where I have been thriving is knowing that for me right now what is true is myself and nature so spending time with and in those two things has allowed me to thrive that's what's happening internally for me yeah well, i love that you said can i say something about joy yeah it reminded me of a song lyric that I know of. Um, okay, so it's a band called Upstate. They're actually a local band. Um, and they there's a song, one of the lines is, I'm looking for joy, whatever that is. I heard it can kick Happy's ass. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. So, yeah. <laughs> Uh, well, actually, so I might feel good for a moment, but good for a moment don't last. I'm looking for joy, whatever that is. I heard it. I heard it can kick Kathy's ass. <laughs> I love it. I like that it's kicking out his ass. Right, because happiness is fleeting, right? It's, it's so um, fleeting. Yeah. Yeah, it's an emotion where I feel like joy is a state. Yeah, I feel like it's a state of being to a certain extent. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> Interesting. I like that. um mine if you're curious yes I've decided that none of this really matters (laughs) like yesterday you know I put so much pressure on myself you know to be whatever role I'm playing I always put so much pressure on myself whether it's the role of a granddaughter or a daughter or um you know a leader of nomad or a friend. And I put always put so much, like I have so many to do lists and people that I know that I need to like, you know, check in on, but not need, but also want because it's important to me. But then, you know, I just like, whenever I look at the news, I'm realizing like, oh my God, there's, we're putting a big pause button on. None of this really matters. Like if I don't do an 8 a.m. meditation, the world will continue on. <laughs> like they're still gonna be crazy (laughs) they're still gonna be insane or they're gonna find their way to meditate on their own and so what did I do yesterday I built right here was um, a little fairy fortress and I created a little fairy fortress with pillows and I got underneath it and I ate tater tots and I was just like I'm happy here I like this and the world's still going on like I put so much pressure that like I have to, um, it's probably maybe a bit of a control thing. Like I have to be of service. I have to do this. I have to do that or else like the world's going to crumble. And I was like, no, it's not. I mean, it's going to crumble, but it has nothing to do with me. (laughs) Like if I build a fairy fortress or not, (laughs) (laughs) you know, like, yeah. So I've just been making more choices from that space of like, well, does this really matter? 
um, in the grand scope of things or like, what do I want to do here right now? And I'm saying this from a place of like, I'm a responsible human being. Like I'm not going to just check out from all of my responsibilities and roles. Right. There's a balance between what you're saying and like having no accountability at all. Like you're, you're an accountable, responsible, contributing member of society and and you yeah. And like all of those things that I said, I love doing. It's not like, of course. oh, I have to check this off. Like, it's not these things that, um, you know, I, I loathe. I love all of it. But if I'm not doing it 150%, like I'm always like supposed to be doing, um, it's still going to be fine. Well, you being in the fairy <laughs> fortress yesterday was you being instead yeah, of doing. Exactly. You were being. Yeah. And so, yeah, I think I'm going to just pretend that every day is my birthday and I can, I can do that if I want. It's <laughs> like, what does a 43-year-old do on her birthday? Oh, I know what she's going to do. <laughs> <laughs> so that's what I'm, that's, that's what I, where I'm at at this moment in time. You can all remind me when I'm freaking out in a couple of days, but yeah. We will. Yeah, Jen will that's definitely what we're here for. me. When I'm texting her feverishly about something that we have to do for Nomad, she can go, just go build a fairy fortress, BB. <laughs> Permission to build a fairy fort right now. <laughs> You're like, please stop texting me. <laughs> it's funny how like people will post up just little stories or quotes that's for some reason or other feel like it feels like it gives me permission to like feel or like eat tater tots in a tent like that's fun yeah right like let's inspire each other to be like a little foolish right now yeah yeah it's I wonder I mean on kids ends of things because they I think that my kids probably feel like they ask permission a lot I like I wonder just as adults you know like we've somehow lost that whole aspect of yeah okay but I love that I love that you brought that up yeah fun one thing that I've noticed that I've done during all of this is giving my permission, giving myself permission to sleep, mm. Ugh, to sleep in. I didn't wake up until nine o'clock today. Yay! Good That's job. amazing. I, I know, and I it was fantastic. It was so fantastic. And um, I, I mean, I usually get up at four, five, because I have to meditate. I have to do this. I have to. Yeah. And, um, I slept until nine Good. and it's fantastic. And I almost pulled tater tots out of the freezer today, but I didn't, but maybe tomorrow <laughs> they go and I'll build a fort and we'll eat tater tots. Good. Yes. Let's all do it. That's an amazing idea. <laughs> I'm, okay, so I got really good tools from this meeting today. I'm going to have alone time on the trampoline, and I'm going to build a fort and eat tater tots in it. That's yep. amazing. You're welcome. <laughs> all, all visiting your inner children. Let's yeah. do it. Mm. Oh, ladies, I love you all. Thank you for doing you. this with me. Thank you. It means a lot. Um yeah, we'll have to do it again. I think that this was somewhat successful. We'll see what the sound quality was, but I feel like I was able to be connected with you all. You feel the same? Yeah. Yeah. Okay, good. Absolutely. Cool. Well, then I will say for now, goodbye. And thank you all so very much. Thank you, Phoebe. Thank you.